0: Hello, science educators. I'm Claire Barkas, a former SA science teacher. A lot of you know me as the old director of SA science, and I'm currently a leader on the instructional development team. But here, I'm your resident science nerd coming at you from the Robertson Center in our Hudson Yards building, with big ideas, insider lesson plan tricks, curriculum trade secrets, the minds and voices of content designers, and potentially a little bit of arguing about the multiverse. So pull up a chair and grab your goggles. You are here at The Lab Table. Hello, and welcome back to The Lab Table for another bonus episode, Uh, this time focused on engineering design with our good buddy, Joey Powell.
1: I love that I'm a good buddy. Hello. Hello.
0: You're a buddy to me, and you're a buddy to the content design. (laughs) Um, So today uh, we're focused on engineering design um, for to to me for two big reasons. One is because the symposium unit is coming up, um, and there's so much we can talk about just about the symposium unit itself. Mm -hmm. um, But um, engineering design. Often plays a part in the symposium unit. You can either go the experimental design route or the engineering design route. But um, we, re- I really want folks to be clear on what engineering design is as as really a sci- as Not actually I should, I should say it shouldn't <laughs> say scientific as um, a thinking process yeah. and. Um, then also how it really plays out in our curriculum because one thing about the new design is the intentionality behind using engineering and design concepts uh, much more fluidly than I- in the old design and oftentimes um, if you're not if you don't really know what to look for you, you might not see it um, but I do want folks to really have an understanding of engineering design um, and its usefulness throughout the content. So Joey, in your own words, what really is engineering design and how are we how is it playing out in our curriculum?
1: Well, I think first is like the word engineering is sort of all around us. I mean, and I think we often take that for granted. I was just looking up and I'm like someone had to design these pads that are on the walls that keep the room soundproof. Mm-hmm. We have this lovely microphone setup that looks like it's quite intricate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the gears that I don't even know. We have we Kyle have in Kyle another our sound room.
0: engineer. Yeah, we have a
1: sound engineer <laughs> right next door and, you know, it's good I think for everybody to ask yourself like what ha- what do you interact with during the day that's not engineered? I mean, down to uh, anything, food for that matter. So it's you know, uh, en-
0: food in our country is food probably too engineered. Too engineered um, but exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> controversy. But I think engineers develop and deliver, in my mind, consumer goods. They design the transportation network of our highways, air. Um, and rail travel, so airplanes, trains, you know, c- cars, uh, buses, subways, They, the internet, uh, antibiotics, you know, we've got artificial heart valves that are being created and, and other life-saving medical devices. You know, some of the kids at the high school are going to be watching live surgery where there's a doctor that's doing some new valve replacements um, that haven't been done before. You know, lasers, you know, massive buildings <laughs> outside, you know, just. The, the amount of wondering and the imagination that's happening in technology and the conveniences that we get every day is, you know, really short of just amazing. So I think, in, you know, in general, engineers make our quality of life possible. And we've developed along with its discoveries in almost every field that I can imagine. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, thinking about real world, like, you know, I mean, I watched Netflix and I was watching this show called My Unorthodox Life with Julia Hart, who's the CEO mm-hmm. of um, Elite. Yep. And she's now bringing in um, three-dimensional modeling. Like she partnered with Tom Ford. I think his name was Tom, yeah, Tom uh-huh. Ford, the designer. And he just did his first, like, 3D online um, fashion show with real models being the actual characters that they came in, they hooked them all up to these like motion detectors and they did the whole thing. So they, he just did a whole entire virtual catwalk. That's really cool. Um, And so I think, you know, when I think about that, I'm like, look how many fields engineering and, and it's in its partnership with science, right, has pushed so many fields Dance. I mean, we're seeing motion and, like, we're getting, like, how the body moves three-dimensionally, which is then impacting how we um, show bodies and then mm-hmm. how doctors are doing it. We can 3D print, you know, anything at this point. So engineering is ultimately, I think, a human endeavor. It creates solutions to world's challenges and it designs products and it supports our quality of life.
0: And so... I I really like that last sum up there Um, and it reminds me of how folks think of oh science science and engineering they're either they're so separate from each other or they're the same thing like and actually it's they're to have to be so polarized I think is the wrong way of thinking about it there's a lot of you know, the scientific thinking process and the design thinking process are very similar um, in that you are either defining some kind of a problem or asking some kind of a question. And like, your thinking approach is similar as you go through, but your product at the end is different. Um, so is there anything you want to add about that, about scientific investigation or engineering design? And how they work with each other?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I think people create a split in the way that they think about scientists versus engineers. Yep. And they think scientists sort of investigate, you know, what is versus – and they discover new knowledge, you know, in the universe by sort of like investigating the unknown, whereas engineers sort of design and create what hasn't existed before to solve a problem or a need and – or, you know – or to imagine something new, I guess, and I, I happen to think they work together quite often to build and support each other. That's why we have biomedical engineers. Mm-hmm. That's why we have structural engineers. That's why we have sound engineers sitting next door. You know, it's there's such a now integration between the two of them that you know you're not just going to school to be an engineer. You're you actually are picking sometimes even a discipline to go into when you are choosing that as a as a, a pathway.
0: Yeah. And I think that as the educators, that's always important to keep this in the back of your mind while at the same time um, kids need to be clear that there is an experimental design and that there is an engineering design. But yes, these in the real world support each other. Um, but when we are in the confines of an educational space, we separate them and we separate them sometimes purposefully um, and other times we combine we combine them in lessons uh, purposefully um, so could you give me a little bit about where engineering design actually shows up in our, "Quote unquote" science curriculum.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, one big area is one of our dimensions is called science and engineering practices, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are the SEPs. And I will I will add to your note that although I you know I talked about that as a career pathway or or a way that you may, um, you know, maybe it's something that your scholars will choose to do in college and in life. But I do believe that everyday people are engineers and they're doing it all the time. I'm doing it all the time. You're doing it all the time you know we have problems we find the solution and maybe that requires us to design something or you know i mean jerry rigging something at home is being, a, is being I was an literally engineer. just going to say the you word
0: jerry rig because this yeah, this past weekend my um uh the my rod in my closet fell and See? I had nowhere to put at my my clothes and, you know, the yeah. building super wasn't going to come until Tuesday or whatever. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? So I just and mm-hmm. I, it's just so funny because the word Jerry, <laughs> it's like I Jerry rigged the rod that. back up for a few mm-hmm. days. So I was an engineer, I guess, this weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, people that just like come up with ideas and they make them just because they want to is part of that process and it ha- and it is required like a certain mindset and a certain curiosity level I think there's that TED talk where this uh, girl made the revolving disc that like fed her and she had no real reason of why she did it but she just wanted to yeah. and I think you know part of that is that engineering supports the acquisition of not only sort of science and engineering practices within our three-dimensional learning, but it also improves technology literacy in our kids. It introduces scholars to exciting career pathways. It fosters creativity, but it also emphasizes diversity of thought because it valorizes your personal interactions that you have on a daily basis, whether that be at home, your family, um, your culture. It, It really it's all-encompassing, right? Everybody can have different problems that they're trying to solve. Everybody has different passions. Uh, Your communities that we live in, and especially in New York where it's such a melting pot of communities, like there's so many different problems to solve and even just, you know, a seven-block radius. So... I think it's ultimately we really want scholars to feel like they can be problem solvers. They know that they can make a difference, um, that that process of engineering design is really essential to our health, our happiness uh, and safety. And it's an entry point, you know, to be a future changer, uh, which I think is inspiring.
0: Yeah, and I think that's all really good for, like, the vision of what we care about within our content design. Mm-hmm. But we got a little way I from there. <laughs> I'm going to answer your yeah, question. D- d- go, go there. How does it actually so – give me, give me the concrete – how does it yeah. show up in the content yeah, yeah, yeah. design?
1: So in middle school, we uniquely weave engineering design challenges into our course in strategic places where engineering design, like, in eighth grade, happens in the symposium unit, which allows for, um, you know – them to I think in a great symposium they do body systems uh, so they're actually engineering a model to represent a particular body system and it's function other places that it show up is like they build solar ovens they engineer wind powered machines they design sustainable homes and
0: all of that is to get to um using NGSS um, to get to a disciplinary core idea. They're doing work, yeah. these yep. practices, and it's not the sci- not always a scientific practice. Sometimes it's the engineering practice, but it's in service of coming to um, these, these uh, larger disciplinary core ideas that fall under biology,
1: chemistry, Industry, physics, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, I mean we – you know, we've placed them, we've placed the engineering process in each of the content areas because we want them to, we want to allow that connection to be made from engineering in a variety of content areas because it is so, um, it's diversified ac- across the content areas. And the way engineering works in a particular content area is sometimes different, like it's trying to solve different problems, but the process itself is what is so important. So, unlike controlling variables in like a, Inquiry-based lab investigation. Engineering is a very like iterative process. So most engineer products go through multiple cycles before being finalized and maybe even mass produced at some point in time. So we have a very well. We've adopted an engineering design process. Um, Thank you to creative agency. A little shout out to them. But it has a very unique. Well, they didn't cycle. make the
0: process. They made no. This they the little, 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 little image, we're image that you're looking at. That's
1: <laughs> what I meant. The image. Uh, the process is very. Wide, You know, this is a very it's not a unique engineering process is what I mean by yeah. that. But it always starts with asking, you know, identifying the criteria and constraints of your problem or your question, you know, do research for the problem. Imagine what that solution might be. Plan. Right. By selecting what the promising solutions are, create a prototype at that point, test that and evaluate it and then improve on it and iterate and start over again.
0: Where can teachers actually find um, because I'm looking at this image right here. Where can teachers find and use this?
1: Yeah, it's embedded in the unit guides where engineering design shows up. Great. And it is also linked to the workbook. It's linked to the way that you should engage in the process. So it's all embedded in our materials. So anytime an
0: engineering design um, comes up in a lesson or a unit, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be explicitly – not just the image because the image is whatever. It's just an image. Uh, But it's going to be explicitly stated somehow that the teachers uh, Mm -hmm. will know that this is – they're doing engineering for this particular DCI. Yep. Great.
1: Yep, and a lot of that is based on our performance expectations as well, right? Uh, you know, and they're written into big ideas and 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 what actual performance expectation is required of the scholar. And a lot of times that might be designing and engineering solutions to a problem. You know, that that's a very clear one, right? That clearly links to the engineering design process. So you'll see that show up quite often across our units, and they have it at least once every grade. You know, so they have this process that happens at least once every great level.
0: Great. Um, So let's talk a little bit about how what it looks like in action. Do you have any concrete examples of those once in a a year or twice in a year um, that you can go through with us?
1: I mean, the biggest thing is like where it ties to inquiry is that we want to ask critical questions, right, about. You know, engineers specifically have to ask critical questions about what they want to create, whether it be you know the skyscraper outside, an amusement park ride, a bicycle, a smartphone. You know, those questions include a lot of precursor questions, right? Like, what is the problem that we want to solve? You know, what do we want to design? Who is it for? What do we want to accomplish? What are the project requirements? What are the limitations that we have? And what is actually our ultimate goal? Uh, one of my favorites is Grade Seven Unit Five in our curriculum. We see it play out in a variety of ways. However, this one is one of my favorites it's when scholars actually design safety features for a car so that better withstands front-end collision and actually they have an egg passenger and they have Mm -hmm. to keep their egg passenger from cracking (laughs) so each group actually gets uh in their prototype phase they get to test however many times they want but in their final design they only get two final trials and they have to roll it down a one meter long ramp with a height of 30 centimeters and their egg can't crack and uh I think one, this allows them to experience firsthand the process of designing and testing car safety features. I think it's something that oftentimes we don't even think about um, because of where we live. But I think scholars apply their understanding. This is where it sort of ties into a DCI, right? We have Newton's laws of motion and conservation of momentum. And they have to use those ideas to design safety features that prevent that passenger from flying forward. And so that means they've got to work to lower the force experience upon that collision with the barrier which would not allow their egg to crack and so they start seeing like okay this is actually what a car engineer has to go they have to go through this process now it may be on a much larger scale right we're talking about an egg here and a car (laughs) but the process is still what is they're going to take from that that they can apply to another situation later on
0: um Giving such a concrete example made me think about where scholars could potentially struggle with engineering design. Do you have any thoughts about or have you seen when kids struggle um, with that in various types of curricula?
1: I find that when they have to define problems from scratch, that is the hardest. I mean, in the concrete example that I gave, they're given a problem that they are trying to design a solution for. So they really do have to practice – flexing the muscles of investigating and identifying problems and then thinking about the possible solutions that they can have and that can start from you know anywhere you know are you experiencing a problem in your house you know are you experiencing a problem in your community that you've identified Uh, is there a worldwide problem (laughs) that you um, have identified or thought about and then they have to think about all right. What is it, you know, how do I find a solution to this? And then the other part of that is, like, once they do find it, there are some constraints, right? Not every problem that they identify can we do within the five through eight, you know, ed space. So I think it's honing that down and getting them to really learn the transferable skills so that they can maybe explore those things in the future.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're almost ready to wrap up. Is there any – are there any final thoughts or any – Um, lessons learned over your years of experience that you want to share with the teachers to close out?
1: Yeah, I think one is that I want to drive home the point that engineering design works well to support NGSS. It really can help scholars make sense of phenomena and solve problems, um, which is what our units are constructed on. And it's a great process. And it's another lens in which we do the real science, uh, which I think is amazing. I think I stated earlier on, um, it could be viewed as a way to practice SEPs, which are the science and engineering practices, um, specifically to describe the practices that science and engineers employ in the field. But and but we want to make sure that we are anchoring it um, in not just a procedural way, but that we are combining it with concepts and themes. So it's got to be in, in an integrated manner. And the integration of those are, are in service of making sense of those phenomena and illustrate the importance that... Um, really science and engineering are interdependent and it also has transferable skills across content areas. And so it's really important that you get our scholars to engage in scientific inquiry and engineering design. And I find it to be very important.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Joey, for being here. Yep. Um, I will link the image that we were talking about nice. for everyone um, in the description of this podcast. Perfect. Um, and otherwise, have a great uh Rest of your day, everyone. Looking forward to coming to see some of you guys um, teaching for engineering design. We'll um, see you back here next time at the lab table.
1: Bye.